Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out today. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Well, this would be a fun, exciting little episode today. I am very excited for it. I feel like, um, like always, there's a ton of value in the fantasy basketball world, and that's that's really what I enjoy about it. Yes, uh, we are taking a little break from our 30 teams in 30 days to bring you what honestly is one of my favorite things to do um, leading up to the season. And it is to go through the rankings, especially specifically Yahoo rankings, because I do a lot of my drafts on Yahoo. Uh, but I, th- I think actually a lot of people use Yahoo. Uh, fan tracks, ESPN are, are also pretty solid. ESPN has been falling behind lately in the just like the platform, you know, to use. But uh, Yahoo has updated their ranks, and I feel like this is the, uh, as always, the ranks that get updated after all the uh, kind of the the peripheral sites put their rankings out. We've been using uh, hashtag Basketball's ranks for a while. We've also been using our good friend Mark. Robert's projections. And if you want to check out Mark Roberts' projections, because we begin a, a little feedback being like, you guys are talking about Mark Roberts' projections. Where can I find them? You can find them on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And you do not have to be a subscriber in order to get the link to Mark Roberts' uh, projections. So if you want to check those out, they are free for anyone at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. But if you want to join a listener league or you just want to support the show, uh, we have multiple tiers of uh, subscriptions on Patreon. So if you want to support the show or get on our listener league, please support the show. Subscribe on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, I think my favorite place to start here would be the two ranked too high on yahoo so we went through you know the top like 200 rankings and like granted these rankings sometimes change by the uh here in a week or two once everybody starts really honing in on fantasy basketball and they start seeing an uptick in their yahoo rankings uh we we sometimes see a, a switch in the yahoo rankings between now and the beginning of the season um, and I'm kind of hoping we are, we're influencers in this space, Tyler. Uh, but there are five guys that are ranked far too high, and I want to start at the bottom of that list, and uh, we both agree with this one probably being either the most egregious uh, ranked too high in the top 100 or at least second most egregious, and that is Jonathan Isaac at number 59. Now, I kind of understand someone who, uh, as someone who's been on the Jonathan uh, Isaac upside bandwagon for a few years, like he's definitely got a great upside. But taking him with your 59th pick overall, that seems uh, far too high. And I I don't get why you'd want to do that. Like, Jonathan Isaac is fine, right? He's a fine standard league guy, but. I don't 
think there's any more upside than that. So, like, even if you're like, I gotta have Jonathan Isaac, like, you're picking him at his absolute ceiling at that point, I think. Like, I don't think this season, particularly, he's going to be any better than 59th. So, I don't really get it. I mean, this is a guy who scored 9.6 points a game and played 26.6 minutes a game last year. Um, And we talked a lot about on the Magic Preview about how I just don't see him playing a ton, a ton of minutes. Like our friend Mark Roberts has him projected for 27. I don't really see him pushing up to like 30 minutes. And at 27 minutes per game, he comes out as the 95th ranked player. Because he just doesn't... Yeah, Al Farouk is on the team now. Aaron Gordon's got to play somewhere. He might might play more of the three. But uh, the minutes might go up a little bit. The points might go up a little bit. But he's a guy who's not, you know, crazily above average at threes. His assists uh, are around one per game, which I, I think disqualifies him from being in the top 60 almost immediately. Um, he's got – okay. he could be a 1-1-1 one, one, one guy. But, like, his rebounds aren't crazy outstanding. And his percentages are, you know, his – Field goal percentage is like, eh, it's mediocre. So what, what, what are, are we seeing a huge leap would get him into the top well, 60, but it's going to be a huge leap. And there's so many, like, negative categories, right? Like, 9.6 points is a negative. He shot a negative field goal percentage, right? Like, I don't think we expect him to be above 45, do we? He was 43, under 43 last year, 42.9. He doesn't shoot enough free throws to help you. 1.8 a game, even at 81%, isn't helping you. And 5.5 rebounds. under a steal? He's under a steal. And even, okay, he was 1.2 during his rookie year in 20 minutes. So, like, even if you say those go up to, like, a little over one, like, okay, the steals and the blocks help you, but that's two categories. Like, and it's not like he's elite in either one. It's not like he's getting you two steals or two blocks. He's just good in both those categories. So, yeah, I I mean, I think I mentioned this in in the Magic preview. Like, he's barely inside my top 100 and i don't get why everyone thinks like he should be a top 60 pick like it just i just don't see it i don't see him taking that giant leap i get it's his third year and he should be better and if maybe he'll prove me wrong but i'm not i'm not pinning my horse to that wagon as they say this is i think this is residual upside from the previous years and just the aspect of this very incredibly young um NBA talent who could get an uptick in minutes. I just don't see a huge uptick in minutes nor production. And, you know, he could bump into the top 100 for sure, but top 60, that's that's a whole other plateau that he would have to reach. And I, I don't see that big of a leap coming from Jonathan Isaac. Um, we're going to gang up on the Orlando Magic because our next pick here is at pick number 50 or at rank number 57 in Yahoo rankings. Aaron Gordon is on the board. Um, Aaron Gordon, certainly still a uh, very young, but he's been in the league quite uh, surprisingly a long time, and he really hasn't shown that he can be a top sixty talent. Other than that, that two month stretch that he had like two seasons ago, he was like a top thirty guy, and then that dis- completely disappeared. And I mean, this is another guy like I don't get the fascination here like okay he's gonna score like 16 17 points a game that's fine like the seven and a half eight rebounds are good 3.7 assists we can keep those that's that's fine like he gets you maybe a steal in like 0.8 blocks but you know 44.9 percent isn't great for a big man and he's definitely not going to shoot a great free throw percentage like 
Yeah, he's fine for me. I would be looking at him more in like that 70 to 75 range than I would be at pick 50, though. I just don't see any way he's a top 50 player this year. I don't see any way he takes that leap forward in his what? This will be his sixth season already, Mike. Jeez. He's, these young kids coming in the league so early. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm completely out on Aaron Gordon at that pick. No, no whatsoever. I do not want him at 57. That is too high. That is actually, I feel more kind con- if, if I had to bet on Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac meeting one of these rankings, it would be Aaron Gordon. I mean, the, the, the recipe is there. He's, he scores more. Uh, he could bump up his blocks and steals. He actually gets assists. He gets better rebounds than Isaac. Um, do I think suddenly he's going to take a big leap? No. And to bet my, you know, sixth round, the fifth round pick, probably um, maybe even, you know, early fifth round pick on Aaron Gordon. That's, that's far too steep for me. Uh, I'm out on that. Um, actually the year that he, his best single year per game value was 65. So you're saying like, he's going to have the best season of his career. He might have the best season of his career, but I, I don't think that bumps him into the top 60 at all. Um, we're going to skip actually way up the rankings to a, a too high ranking. And we're going to like double team, we're doing a lot of double teaming on 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 some positions here. Um, this is something you've gotten a lot of flack about, Tyler, and I. I actually agree with you on your synopsis on the number twenty four ranked player by Yahoo, Jonathan Collins. People, this is the biggest hype. This is definitely the biggest hype train. Um, actually, for the last like two and a half seasons, Jonathan Collins has been a giant hype train um and old johnny collins last season per game in only 30 minutes was the 49th ranked player so you are picking johnny collins at the end of the second round here according to yahoo uh for a a a guy who's shooting under around a three a game two assists a game and a half a steal a game and actually last season he only had about a half a block that block could go up to one but so what if it goes up to one uh it it can. I'm sorry. Like I've talked about this in the Hawks preview a lot. If you guys really want to hear the full, the full, the full thing about it, he can't block the shots and play the minutes. He fouls too much. So either he blocks the shots and plays like 25, 26 minutes a game, or he plays 30, 31, and he doesn't block the shots. It's guns or butter here. Like, you can only have one of those two things. You can't have both. Like, it's just not possible for him. He averaged 3.3 personal fouls in 30 minutes last year. The foul trouble is going to limit him in games. When he tries to go crazy ham and get over a block a game, he just fouls too much. Um, it's fine if you think he's going to be a 20-10 and 10 guy. That's That's very possible. I just don't see any defensive stats coming here, really, if he's going to play, you know, 30, 31 minutes a game. So, you know, you're looking at a guy who's just giving you basically 20 points and 10 rebounds and not a whole lot else. Like the percentages, especially the field goal percentage, is really good. The free throw percentage isn't going to absolutely kill you, right? But that's it. Like you're getting fairly good percentages, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Um I don't love that, especially in a head-to-head league. Like, he's not a guy I want a head-to-head league because a lot of times I'm liking to punt those percentages, so I'm not caring about those. So, yeah, I'm getting the 20 points and 10 rebounds, but I feel like I'm getting a vintage Zach Randolph in some ways, and I don't want vintage Zach Randolph with my second or third-round pick. Like, I just don't 
Um, I am very much more into John Collins in that, you know, late third, early fourth round range. And he's obviously not making it that far. You're kind of getting a, a, uh, a Clint Capella or a Rudy Gobert minus the blocks, which is what makes Rudy Gobert and Clint Capella good. And so I, I kind of I don't understand. I know the you know if people really care about the percentages in a roto league, that maybe bumps them up a little bit. But it certainly doesn't bump them to the end of the second round when you could still have uh, players like uh, Drew Holiday available, Devin Booker available, Jimmy Butler available, DeAndre Ayton available. Like De- DeAndre Ayton's very similar player uh, as, as John Collins, except for he's kind of just a little bit better at everything. So. A lot of those guys, I, I think Johnny Collins is getting a little, a little overhyped. Twenty and ten is nothing to blink about. Like I, I definitely think third round, late third round is where Johnny Collins is probably going to start uh, feeling valuable to me. But twenty four overall, uh, I'm not taking my. I want my first two picks to be the best player available, and I just don't think Johnny Collins is a top twenty four player. Here's my here's my second. Maybe count, maybe counterpoint, maybe point to this. Okay, so our friend Mark Roberts projected him at 32 minutes a game. Okay, he gave him the block. So what Mark's projections do is they take whatever basically per minute stats you've had for your career, and they uh, equate those to whatever minutes Mark gives you, and then obviously you get your stats, right? So that first year's blocks actually increased his blocks, right? So he has them in 32 minutes, averaging one block a game. 10.5 rebounds, 20.8 points, 2.4 assists, 7 steals, uh, 0.93 pointers, 57.3%, 75.5%, and he still only comes out to the 32nd ranked player. So Mark's basically giving you the stat line the, the people who say he should be 25th ranked, he's giving them that stat line and then still telling you that's only the 32nd ranked player, not the 25th ranked player. Yeah. That it's so, really good. It's not great. You know, it's, I'd rather have Jaron Jackson jr. Here. Like I'd rather have miles Turner here. Like my, and, and I that, want my, I want my center to get blocks. And that's the, that's the other thing I'll say about it too, is like, even if, you're saying, you know, oh, he's going to produce this great stat line. I just read it to you, and it's not good enough. And I'm saying he's not going to produce that stat line because I don't think he can get a block a game, not in play 32 minutes. He just fouls way too much. I'd, I'd rather have any center that's getting blocks in this kind of like third-round area above John Collins, even at 32. You know what I mean? Because we do have even um, other players ranked higher than John Collins – who are kind of the actually this one's the flip side of John Collins at rank number 20 on Yahoo Mitchell Robinson. Now Mitchell Robinson is makes a lot of sense to me being ranked really really high because of the outlier in blocks. Just because he's doing something rare at an extremely high level, when you look at a Z score on the on the various sites that are out there, it's going to skyrocket him to the top, right? I don't think it skyrockets to the top twenty, but once again, with my second round pick, I'm picking a guy who's the only thing he really does well is blocks, and he's not doing anything else. So you're taking your second pick 
and you're you're waiting uh, well, quite a long time till your third pick, and you're getting a guy who's got a good field goal percentage and good blocks, and his rebounds are okay. Do, he's, uh, there, he's, I mean, per minute, per minute, his rebounds are pretty good. Like eleven point two for thirty six. Like that's okay. that's a pretty strong yeah. number. Let's take that. I'll give him um, the rebound. He, 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 you you got to remember he only played twenty point six minutes a game last year. I am going to bring up a very similar point here though, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. So he played twenty point six minutes a game as a rookie. He blocked two point four shots a game. He fouled three point three times a game. So y- you can't have both things again. You can't say he's going to play 32 minutes and then tell me he's going to block an extra 1.2 shots. He's going to block 3.6 shots. Because then I'm going to say, okay, but he's going to foul out every game in 28 minutes if he's blocking that many shots. So you can either have the blocks in like 26, 28 minutes, or you can have the he's going to block 2.4 shots in 32 minutes because he's got to curtail the blocks a little bit to stay in the game. Um, either way, right. And he actually would probably rather have the 32 minutes because then he's going to get more rebounds. He's going to get more other stats. Um, if he could play 30 minutes a game, he's also going to average over steel, which is, is kind of nice. Right. And the rebounds are going to be good and he's going to shoot a good field goal percentage. So he at least gives you four positive categories. Unlike John Collins, who's only going to give you probably a couple three. Um, I just don't see any way he's anywhere near the top 20 though. Like there is no way even in his best case and even, okay. Even if I say he's playing 30 minutes a game, I think his best case scenario would be his absolute ceiling for this season for me would be, he finishes as a third round pick. I don't think there's any way he pushes into the second round, even if everything goes right for Mitchell Robinson. So there's obviously no way I'm picking him here. I don't even really want him in the third round. I don't even really want him in the fourth round. I don't think like for me, he's more of like a fifth round pick. Like I just don't see, I don't see this immense upside here because he's not going to score. I don't think he's going to play that many minutes. Like if I'm betting, I'm going to say it's probably 25 minutes a game. And then there's just not really enough stats there to make it super interesting for me. There's a glut of players on the Knicks that should be definitely mentioned. And on top of that, uh, I, I still think I'd take him in the fourth round just because of the absurd blocks. And if you're in a head-to-head league, it makes him a little bit more valuable. But, uh, yeah, Mitch Robert 20 overall is just – it's far too high. Now, at the end of the year per game, perhaps if he's just going block wild on on, on everybody and, and fouls out of half the games and still plays like 28 minutes, he could end up – ranked top 20 but it's skewed by that block number so yeah overall he'll be a top 20 guy but in reality if you're winning blocks each week by you know 22 blocks and every single week cool but you only really need to win it by you know a couple yeah to me to me value wise um, I'd rather just have a better all-around player at the pick 20 than Mitchell Robertson, who's kind of a specialist. And uh, here's the, fun- the other thing, too. This is one This is one last thing I want to say about this. Everybody says you can't pick Draymond Green, right? For the last however many years, you couldn't pick Draymond Green in the third round because he killed your points. Even if Mitchell Robinson plays like 30 minutes a game at the same per-minute stats he got last year, he's averaging – literally no joke just over 10 points a game so 
he's absolutely if he's your second round pick he is absolutely murdering you in that category like you are so far behind in points that you're almost having to punt points right you're you're putting yourself way 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 far behind because everybody that everyone else is picking is scoring around 20 points 18 points 19 points you're a full 10 points behind that so yeah no i just don't see i don't really see there's any way you win picking mitchell robinson at 20 um in in, in really any kind of league you know what i mean like i just don't i don't see that i don't see the path to winning the league at that at that pick I, i completely agree and i actually think this applies to uh a little bit i think this is not a huge over our fifth player here in the list at number 21, Miles Turner, it just feels too high. It just feels a bit too high for Miles Turner. Um, I think this is the, you know, that's why it's number five. It's one of the least uh, egregious, um, too high players. But do I want Miles Turner with my 21st overall pick? I mean, not, not really. Like, I think, is, is he a top, like, 30, 35 player? He, he could be by the end of the year, but once again, it's skewed by the fact that he's almost blocking, uh, you know, um, two and a half, three blocks a game, and he's still a detriment to your assist. So, like, this is like almost like the best case scenario out of these the centers that we had mentioned: Johnny Collins, Mitch Robinson, Miles Turner. I feel like Miles Turner has the biggest upside. I just don't think that upside is is in the top twenty-five. Here's the here's one last thing that it's maybe worth mentioning about it. Here too, and and I'm with you on. I mean, everything you said on Miles Turner, I'm 100% behind. Um, I'm also worried that he only played 28 minutes a game the last two years, so I don't really see like a ton of upside for him to be, um, ridiculously a lot better. I just don't. I don't think he's gonna play much more than maybe 30 minutes a game. Um, but but that point aside too, if you're picking a center with your second pick, I feel like there's a lot more big men late on in the draft that I'm okay picking then there are guards like especially point guards if you're not getting assists early on unless you're going to grab rubio and jeff teague and the very few guys who are going to actually get you like six seven assists a game late on and and there's you know there's only a handful of those guys so everybody can't be going for them um you're going to be hurting an assist too i think i think i want i kind of want I'm fine with a big man early, but I, I want some guards because those assists dry up fast. We talk about, you know, less and less guys are getting that, you know, kind of elite seven, eight, nine assists a game every year, I think. I agree. So, yeah. I think that's a, that's a good uh, too high top five. Let's go to the, the meat and the potatoes, the, the, people, the things that people really want to hear about is that when you're drafting on Yahoo, that cue um, that you see in front of you, keeps going down a little bit and these names, you know, you'll get lucky, you know, someone will take Jonathan Isaac at pick 50 because they'll reach down for him and you'll be like, great, that's awesome. Where you can uh, really make or break your draft are these players that are currently ranked far too low. And our top five players who are ranked far too low, we're going to start with a a head-to-head guy. So in Roto, this guy is a little questionable, um, but in head-to-head, he is a great asset. I'm talking about Ben Simmons. He is ranked all the way down at 33. 
Now, Ben Simmons, when you uh, want to punt right off the back, free throw percentage, old Benny Simmons last season per game finished 22nd overall. And if you want to punt threes, or let's say you have Seth Curry on your team and you want to really want to just you want to punt free throws, and just because you're punting free throws doesn't mean you can't have Steph Curry on your team. He's still actually really um, surprisingly, guys, Steph Curry, really good at uh, basketball. So even if you're punting free throws uh, and you have Steph Curry, who's pretty good at free throws, um, still have him on your team. Don't don't be mad. Don't be afraid. Uh, you know, maybe you have LeBron James and you want to pair him up with Ben Simmons in the second round. I just I just don't know how Ben Simmons gets out of the uh, the second round in a head to head league because he is a first round player when you're punting free throws and three pointers in rankings. And there's just so much goodness from Ben Simmons, right? Like there's the the great field goal percentage, there's the great rebounds, there's the great assists, there's the great steals, there's almost a block from a guy who's eligible at point guard um in in most situations. Um and then you still get, you know, 17 points. And that that number could even go up this year. We talked about the Sixers, you know, starting five is strong, maybe the best starting five in the NBA, but they don't have a lot on the bench. I could see Simmons pushing to you know, 18 points a game, maybe even a little bit higher this year. Um, and that's just making that category even better. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ben Simmons, and especially in that second round in a head-to-head league, I, it's definitely somebody I would be willing to target. And here's the other thing, too. We talk about a lot of guys, like, with game concerns in that second round. Ben Simmons had the year that he missed, obviously, but 81 and 79 games the last two years. Uh, I feel real good about him just being healthy and playing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, Ben Simmons. A very, very sturdy player, especially in head-to-head leagues. And I like the idea of building a team around him, and I think we're going to do that in our Who Do I Draft series that we do later as we approach I think, the season. Um, number I think 40- we missed a guy. We got a, we got a sixth guy in this. I think we missed it, and I, I think this was maybe my fault. Um, Devin Booker at 38. Does that seem, like, ridiculously low for, for you? Because that seems really, really low for me, like – I'm thinking about Devin Booker in the second round in some of my leagues now. I get he's had some some injury questions, but I mean, isn't Devin Booker just really, really good? And he put up a really great season last year, and he's still super young. And I think he gets overlooked a lot because he plays for the Suns, and and not a lot of people are watching the Suns. But man, I mean, like just look at that stat line, and and sure, you can say Rubio is going to steal some of those assists he got, maybe, but. I mean, he averaged 26.6 points a game, and now he's actually got a point guard that can give him some catch-and-shoot opportunities. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm really big on Devin Booker this year, and I think at 38, that's a, that's a steal. At 38 feels too low for Devin Booker as well. I feel like that's a solid second-round pick, Devin Booker, uh, especially when you consider he could easily score 30 points a game this, uh, this season. Like, And that's going that's- in the fourth round, so that's a nice – that's the early fourth round. That's a nice two round value there. I mean, that's that's good. I, I'm 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 really big on Devin Booker, and if I you're telling me in, in every Yahoo league I can take him as my third round pick, oh man, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's actually kind of like a all right. How do I want to build my team? Do I think Devin Booker is going to fall to the third round? All right, if I think that's the case, you go uh, guy who scores a ton in the in the first round. Somebody like. You know, Dray- hell, Draymond Green might be someone you can get in the fourth round uh, in some of these drafts. 
and then you go with a guy who's like a mediocre scorer but does everything else in the second round. Like you're you're really setting yourself up. You know, maybe you get a big like Clint Capella, or uh, maybe even go with like a super versatile guy like Robert Covington, and then you come back with Devin Booker, and now you got two big scores, uh, a couple low scores. Uh, that evens out fairly fairly well. If you got Harden and and Booker on your team, you're sitting really, really really pretty. Yeah, I think that's a little that's a little too low for Devin Booker at what thirty eight? You said thirty eight. That's, yeah, it's too too low. We're gonna that's go far 10 too down. Low for me. Yeah, we're gonna go ten down for another guy. I think is far too low in the top or uh, in uh, Yahoo's rankings at number forty eight. Eric Bledsoe, um, overlooked. Just he's just old guy, overlooked in um, in in most leagues. I just think forty eight's far too low. Um, Eric Bledsoe. Right. We talked about this. I think he's just, he's easy a top forty player. Like he's around pick thirty five every year. He does the same stuff every year. Elite steals, you know, decent points, some good rebounds from a guard, okay assists. You know, like five and a half. That's that's fine. That's what a lot of guys are getting. Good percentages. Like he's just he's super steady, and I think people hate that. They they want the shiny toy, right? They want the they want the John Morant over the Eric Bledsoe. It's like, no, nah, I mean, Eric Bledsoe, always good. He's uh, in totals last season, ranked number 30. Also, he only played 29 minutes a game with Malcolm Brogdon out of the picture. Probably we'll see, uh, I think, a bump in minute, uh, at least a bump or two in minutes, which will probably give him a little bit more confidence, a little bit more usage. So uh, Eric Bledsoe at 48, like, I'm happy with that pick. And I'm even happier with the next guy we have on our list. Uh, another old man, uh, another guy that's I think overlooked maybe every single season. And this guy, they got him at 53. This might be one of the more egregious rankings, uh, maybe of all time. But Lamarcus Aldridge at 53 on Yahoo. The dude was incredibly solid last season last couple seasons he's been ranked per game last season 25 the year season before that 18 in fact his worst season that very strange second season in um in san antonio he was per game ranked 53rd so maybe they went maybe they hadn't watched the nba in the last two seasons thought he was just going to repeat what he did in the 2016-17 season but Lamarcus Aldridge is been on a really long bender for the last two years. I miss those those couple seasons. Um, who's this Devin Booker character? <laughs> He's super super boring. And here's here's somebody we uh, let's compare him to John Collins, right? Uh, who's ranked at twenty four, uh, twenty one points, nine rebounds. Uh, is not going to hit a three. His assists are at least two, half a steal, a little over a block, and fifty two percent from the field, eighty four percent from the line, and actually going to the line five times a game. Would you rather have LaMarcus Aldridge or Johnny Collins? Well, definitely if I can have them at their draft value, I'd definitely rather have Aldridge. If it's in a in a vacuum, right, like I can have one player or the other. I, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I could see maybe you make it the case that Collins is going to get better and Aldridge is going to get worse, but man, I, that's that's a really tough call for me. And even if you're saying like at pick – you know, I don't know, 40, I can have either one, man, I, I'm going to think hard about that. And it's probably going to depend on, you know, what I picked with my first kind of three picks, right? Who, who do I have on my team? Do I need some safety? Do I need some upside? Do I need, um, do I need the blocks? Right. Because I don't think John Collins is going to get more than like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 blocks. 
Uh, yeah, that's 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 a pretty even battle for me, right? Like I'm I'm thinking hard about that in my draft. So I think it's I think, a good lesson for people, especially people who are doing snake drafts, is that um, the draft order and the rankings really, really do change the way people draft. And having Lamarcus Aldridge currently ranked at 53, that's someone who is going to slip through the second round, slip through the third round. You're probably going to easily get him in the fourth round. Um, perhaps if you want to take a little bit of a risk, get him in the fifth round. It might be too big of a risk, but I've actually seen him go in the fifth round in, in some mock drafts. And instead of wasting your shouldn't second he round go, pick he on John Collins, but, but you Marcus get Lamarcus Aldridge in the fourth. Round. Like he's he's a top fifty player. Like I don't I don't get how people and Kyle Lowry is kind of the same way this year. It's like everybody hates on these guys because oh you know they're they're old and at some point they got to fall off. They were just really good right in front of your face last year. Were you not watching? Like, what makes you think, okay, he's 34 years old. How many guys have we seen? Like, LeBron didn't fall in a hole. He's already older than 34. I mean, LeBron might be a little bit of an outlier. or Actually, he's an incredible outlier. But, like, LaMarcus Aldridge isn't going to suddenly be, fall out of the top 50. And Here's the thing. like, Neither is Kyle Lowry, really. And he's ranked 52nd. I always I feel like some people miss the fact that guys like Lamarcus Aldridge have what I like to call an old man's game, and, and that's not a that's not a knock. That's just to say like you have a very beautiful game that's going to age very well because you're really good at a lot of things, and those two things aren't you're super quick and you're super athletic, right? Those things fade faster. This guy's got an old man's game, right? He can he can work in the post. He can do things that you just go that's going to be good for. I mean, look at Dirk. How good? How long was Dirk good? Dirk until he was like 36 or 37 was scoring, you know, 17, 18 points a game and doing the things that we think peaked Dirk. Now, obviously, he was a little bit worse, but like he was still putting up great stat lines and being super fantasy relevant. I look at Lamarcus Aldridge as kind of a similar player to that in the sense that like I feel like his game is going to age very, very well. And yes, he's 34 years old this season. No, I don't care. I'm fine with owning Lamarcus Aldridge 100%. I think he's a top 50 player. I I agree. Like his, he's got great footwork, and he's just got that old mid-range jump shot that uh, goes in every single time. Uh, I want to remind everybody that Turk Nowitzki, uh, the of course his final season, eighteen nineteen, he only played about fifteen minutes a game. Up until then, though, the season before that, he played twenty-four minutes. He was ranked seventy-second per game, and played twenty-six minutes the season before that one, ranked seventy-six, and then he was like basically in the top 30 and top 10 for his entire career. So even as his old man game uh, and his minutes decreased, which I just, I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge's minutes are going to decrease significantly down to 26 or 25. Even then you're going to get a, probably a top 50 value out of him If his minutes go down a little. And here's the thing. I, here's the like thing I'd say he's about gonna be Aldridge. Fine. He's going to be fine. Here's the thing I'd say about Aldridge too. If the Spurs are going to make the playoffs, and does Popovich ever miss the playoffs? Like, no. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, the West is really tough, man. And and Lamarcus Aldridge is going to have to play like thirty three minutes pretty much every game. Like, they're not going to have a lot of opportunities to rest Lamarcus Aldridge and still win games because there's not that many teams in the West that I'm looking at that are like, okay, that's a pretty easy win, right? And now maybe when they go against some of those teams in the East. They, they can afford to arrest LaMarcus Aldridge, but 
yeah, I mean, there's not too many easy easy targets, so I feel like Lamarcus Aldridge is going to play a lot, and he's going to be really good. And I think a lot of people are definitely sleeping on him, and I will definitely own a, a lot of Lamarcus Aldridge shares this year just because I think he's super undervalued. And I, I think if we look back and at the end of the season he's not a top 50 player, I'd be pretty damn surprised. I completely agree. Let's go on to our last final two in the two low list here. And this one's actually – very, very low, especially with the amount of hype this guy's getting. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander is currently ranked 80th on Yahoo's rankings. And while I'm not completely buying into the Shea Gilders Alexander hype that I've, I've been seeing flying around, um, I think 80 is, is incredibly low for a guy who does have very solid upside and will play very good minutes. And I think it's worth mentioning, right? He was the prize of that. Other than the the picks, right? He was the prize of that Paul George trade, right? The, the Thunder got Shea Gilders Alexander because they wanted Shea Gilders Alexander. The the other good thing about Shea Gilders Alexander is he's a guy who does a lot of good things for fantasy, and that always obviously pushes you up the rankings, but it also makes it harder for you to fall completely off right like he gets you 1.2 steals in only 26 minutes as a rookie he got you half a block he got you 10.8 points uh he got three assists he got 2.8 rebounds i'll say this too like the thunder have gallinari but they're gonna need somebody else to score even if steven adams is getting like you know 13 14 points a game and chris paul's getting 13 14 points a game I think Shea Gilders Alexander's got to score, you know, 14, 15 points a game. Like, I just think that's got to be a necessity, especially if he's going to play. And I wouldn't really be surprised if he played like 32, 33, 34 minutes. Like, I think that they can afford to throw him out there. And he's one of those kind of very versatile guys that can vend a lot of people and he shoots good percentages. Like, I think there's just a lot to like here. And I think he's easily another guy who's probably a top 50 player at the end of the season. So if I can get that at 80, I'm, I love that man. And I think this was maybe one of my better calls last year of saying like, this guy's got a really versatile game that, you know, people are really going to want. And I think people are still kind of sleeping on it because he didn't score a ton of points. And you know, this, the rebounds and the seals don't like pop off at you because he only played 26 minutes a game. But yeah, I think, and and he's super young too, right? Like he's just turned 21 in July. So yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of good stuff to come from Shea. Yeah, there's there's great upside there. Um, he's got playing time in front of him, which so the minutes are going to go up. Worst, absolute worst case scenario is probably 80. So f- finding him at 80 would be an absolute great great deal. Make sure you bump him up in your queue when you're uh, going into Yahoo. Scroll down and, and move him up into that. Kind of that 50 range, I think that's a probably a pretty good place to uh, start thinking about taking him. And then our final two ranked far too low, um, our old friend, Enos Cantor at 112. What What's going on here, Tyler? When, when, how many minutes would Enos Cantor have to play in order to finish at 112? Is it 22, oh, 23? I think you could look this up because I think we saw a season, maybe never, when he was that bad. And he's had some seasons where he has not played a ton of minutes, right? So Oklahoma City, say, 21 minutes a game, ranked 125. There you go. He'd have to basically play 21 minutes a game. And here was the other thing. In that Oklahoma City season, because – 
he I I don't know, maybe it was he was playing with Steven Adams, I'm not sure, but the rebounds were way down. And I don't really know what happened that one weird season where he didn't rebound the ball and especially even per minute they were down, which that's just weird, right? Like I don't get why. I mean, he's basically been 12.3 for his entire career per minute rebounds, and that season he was only 11.3. The last two years, actually, he's been 15.3 and 14.5. So, um, yeah, this is a guy who in some ways is like John Collins, right, that he's mostly just points and rebounds. But at the same time, you're getting this guy at – now he's not going to score 20. He's going to score like 14, but he's going to get you like 14 and 10 in 25 minutes and i don't see any way he doesn't play 25 minutes in boston like that would mean you're betting that they're gonna play robert williams daniel tice or uh taco fall i don't even think taco fall is gonna be they on play the jason uh jason Tatum vincent poirier right they they signed vincent poirier i'm not wrong okay. about that correct um maybe he takes a few minutes but like i still don't see any way there's not 25 minutes here for enos Cantor, and yeah, I mean, Enos Cantor's just... me Cantor going to get 26 minutes. He's a top 75 player, pretty much. Getting him at 112, uh, getting him outside of that top 100, getting him late in your draft. I think that's obvious. He's a guy, like, I'm not going to reach for, but, like, when he's when you're starting to approach that uh, 100 spot... Oh, dude, when it gets then, to the uh, bench... I'm very interested. Yeah. I, think, I think in the, the three Yahoo mocks I've done, he's been my first bench pick in two out of the three and the only reason he wasn't in the other one was someone else weird slipped and i was like oh it's between this guy and Cantor. the guy right before him he's gonna pick uh you're gonna pick that person and i'll get in his Cantor. and then he didn't pick that person and i was like okay i'll take him i guess um just because i had had Cantor in a couple of the leagues but it's like yeah i just feel like and no one wants him which i don't understand like i get that he doesn't block shots and you know you even said it at the beginning like i want my big man to block shots okay this big man doesn't block shots but and the super efficient percentages are, are another thing you got to love, right? Like he's going to shoot like 78 from the free throw line and like 54, 55 from the field. Like, so you get really good percentages. You get the rebounds, you get the points. Yeah. After as a bench player in any league, man, top outside the top 100, I'm, I'm totally in. Like I, like you said, he's top 75 guy, man. Like just don't sleep on him. Once you're in your second half of the draft, and this is not even the second half of the draft, this is late in the draft. Once you're late in the draft, like anybody who's super productive somewhere should be drafted, and he is. He is productive, and he's not obviously not perfect. He doesn't hit threes. His assists are bad. But well, who cares? Like he's going to play. The other he's going to have the minute, thing, which is the most important thing is minutes. And if you are caring about your percentages, which in Roto and, and actually – more people in head-to-head should start caring about their percentage so they could win more weeks. Uh, he's a great asset to have or a great asset to bump your percentages uh, if you think you're just kind of like middle of the pack. Well, now you're not that middle of a pack anymore. Here's the here's the other crazy thing about it that I don't understand. Like most of the guys in that range are one category guys, right? They're like, okay, you know, the Marcus Smart types. Okay, he gets you two steals, but what else does he do? Not not a ton anywhere, right? Like those type of guys are what's around. So I don't get why people are are discounting Enos Cantor when the points are a positive, the rebounds are a positive, and both percentage are a positive. Like he's got four positive categories when a lot of the other guys in that range have one or two. So, so it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he's 112. Like I just I don't understand it. 12, far too low. I'm not sure what Yahoo is doing. All right, Tyler, lightning round. This is for your bigger leagues. This is for maybe, you know, someone who wants to take a swing 
at a at a player and with their last pick. Favorite players after one fifty. Who's your favorite player after one fifty? Oh, favorite player after one fifty. Um, so I think we talked about this. There was a couple guys, you know, kind of on my list, and you mentioned a couple other guys that I maybe had overlooked, and I thought, wow, that's just some really good picks too. So. Um, I think we got four or five guys here that, that we're all pretty big on. Um, I'll start it off with Dennis Schroeder. Um, 189 I, I just, for Dennis Schroeder. And there was a time when not that many years ago, people were picking him in the top 50 and he was the young darling point guard, right? Um, yeah, I think people sleep on the fact that Dennis Schroeder is a good scorer. He gets you like five assists. Uh, he's going to get you some okay rebounds. He's going to get you like a steal. The percentages, obviously the free throw is going to be good. The field goal is not going to be great. I just think the Thunder are going to have to play Dennis Schroeder. He's a good player. Um, even if he only plays like 28 minutes a game, I think he's a top 100 player. So I don't understand why he's not even being drafted in Yahoo leagues. Um, Standard league relevant. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, I think he's a good bench player to have. Like, if I can get him with my last pick, I'm very happy with that last pick in a standard league. Um, you gotta obviously Same need here. what he's got, what he's gonna give you. But I, I don't really see. I, I get that. You know, some people are thinking, oh, Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis are there. Like, I think Shea Gilgis is gonna play more two than anything, and I think they're gonna play Schroeder at the one, and they're gonna play Chris Paul at the one, and Shea Gilgis is mostly gonna play the two. There's a, there's a role for Schroeder on that team for sure. And since there is a role for him on that team, I think, you know, he's, he's borderline waiver wire, if not rosterable in a standard league and having him 189 far, far, far too low for uh, Yahoo's rankings. I'm going to go with uh, Willie Colley Stein. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, big Willie Stein and in limited minutes, you know, 26, 27 minutes, you know, he was borderline a top 100 player, last season in Sacramento. The last time I checked, he's now in the Golden State Warriors, and their best, I guess, center is Kevin Looney. Now, sure, Draymond can play center, but Draymond isn't always playing center, and uh, they really don't have a guy who's who's going to play at the three right now, so like that's a big question mark as well in Golden State. So Willie Colleystein, probably going to start, probably going to at least play 26, 27 minutes a game. Um, definitely a standard league relevant player um and there's a couple more of these guys uh down here past 150 that are going to play a lot of minutes and you you mentioned at uh 158 colin sexton not a big fan of colin sexton neither me or you we're neither of us are a fan of colin sexton but he's certainly draftable in a standard league He's going to play a ton of minutes. We talk about minutes being important, right? And someone's going to have to handle the ball and, and do some passing in Cleveland. We saw last year that he scored a lot of points, right? And he actually shot well from three, which surprised people because he was not a great shooter in college. And he he really came out and you know kind of shot the lights out. He shot over 40% from three last year. Um, I think his minutes even go up. I think he probably plays closer to 33 a game this year. Um that's what our friend Mark Roberts projected him, and he came out 104th in those projections. I think that's all fine, and that's really not taking into account uh, the fact that he could boost up those that field goal percentage a little bit. Just second year in the NBA, maybe he gets a little better. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm not a huge fan of Colin Sexton, like you mentioned, but as I think he's could easily be a top 100 player. Now he's not going to he doesn't have much upside to be more than that because he doesn't produce a ton in any other stats. But oh. to get him well. 
you know, after pick 150, especially in a deep league, if you're telling me I could pick Colin Sexton at pick 150 in a deep league, 18 points at pick 150, yeah, yeah sign me up every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? And that's <laughs> kind of why I want to mention these these guys here because, uh, you know, if you're playing in a standard league, taking Colin Sexton with your last pick isn't the worst idea. I'm not going to take him with my last pick. I'd rather take a maybe a bigger swing uh, with my last pick. But if you're in a like a in a deep league where you're going to draft like 180, 200 play, uh, 200 uh, guys out there. Um, there's a lot of players here in this plus 150 that are going to be playing really, really good minutes. It probably should be taken in like the 110, 120, 130 range because you don't have a, you're not going to have a very big roster at that point, and you're going to need guys who are actually playing. Colin Stexton is one of them. Dennis Smith Jr. is ranked 194, and even our old friend, one of my favorite Chicago Bulls. Who is not on the Chicago Bulls anymore? At 241, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson, and even if he's playing limited minutes in that very uh, bunched up um, front court, is still you know very relevant in a very very deep league. He's certainly not 241. Yeah, right. And there's even some some fun guys in that you know plus 150 range. Uh, a guy that. I would look at maybe as a rookie player that could get better throughout the season, be Jared Culver in Minnesota. If that, I mean, I, I feel like there's going to be minutes available for him. And if Jeff T goes down, he might even play some point guard. I don't really think he's a point guard, but I think they could play him there. And, you know, he's kind of a nice upside swing. If you're looking outside the top 150 at a player who probably in the first part of the season, you're not really going to super want to own, but I could see him after the all-star break being kind of interesting. Yeah, we even got you know Derek Rose at one seventy eight. Uh, I, I Another guy who's going to probably score minutes. a buttload of points too, right? So, um, and we talk about a lot of these guys getting picked in this range, like they're going to score like ten points a game. So if you can get a guy like Derek Rose or Colin Sexton who's going to score fifteen, eighteen a game, dude, that's a that's a big. You know, we talk about those incremental gains, right, or those those gains on the margin. Where if you're picking a guy averaging ten points, and I'm picking a guy averaging eighteen points. That's eight points that I can afford to lose somewhere else. I can pick when you're picking a guy averaging 20 points, I can pick a guy averaging 12 points and we're equal. These are so, really, really good guys to target in your, in your bigger leagues and your deeper leagues. Uh, I think that's it for our Yahoo rankings. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at watch the boxes. If you got more questions about the Yahoo rankings, your own personal rankings, or just have general questions about the show or about fantasy basketball, hit us up on Twitter. If you like the show, please leave us feedback and rank us that, or rate us. That is a very, very – I'm thinking about the rankings, Tyler. I'm not even thinking about ratings. I'm thinking about the rankings uh, on Yahoo. Uh, rate us on wherever you listen to podcasts. And, um, yeah, if you really want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, listener leagues are now open. And we are looking forward to playing against you guys for this upcoming season. I think that's it, Tyler. Let's have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time.